Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're reading Matthew 5, verse 43 through 48. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. We reach the end of the first section of the Sermon on the Mount. And we have this this really powerful final line where Jesus goes, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And unfortunately, us in the West, when we see that word perfect, we usually interpret it to mean um, morally blameless. When we've reached a state of perfection, we've reached a state where we are morally blameless. But that's actually not what's going on. Jesus uses the Greek word teleos, which means complete or mature or finished. So he says, be, be complete, be mature, fully matured, lacking nothing, as your heavenly Father lacks nothing. Now, what's so fascinating is that this phrase is attached to this last statement. Jesus is redefining what righteousness looks like in the kingdom. He's been doing that for the last chapter. But here he reaches the final redefinition. He goes, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I mean, that's a human mantra. I mean, for, for the Jews, it would have made sense. But for all of us, it makes sense. What has preserved the, this Jewish people's identity for thousands of years? But loyalty to their own, right? That's what we learn. It's natural. Be loyal to your own. Distrust those who are different. Especially, not only distrust those who are different, but those who seek to do your family harm, seek vengeance on them. But Jesus goes, no, that's natural. That's, that's what tax collectors do. And it's too long to go into, but for a Jewish listener listening to him, they would not uh, like to be compared to tax collectors. <laughs> Jesus goes, if you just love your, your neighbor and hate your enemy, you're behaving like a tax collector. You're no different. If you just love your 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 family and, and hate your enemy, uh, if you greet your own people, you're you're acting just like a normal human. But that's not what it is to be part of the kingdom. To be part of the kingdom is to be children of your Father in heaven, and that takes a fundamental redefinition of family. It's not just love of neighbor. Democrats do that. Republicans do that. It's love of enemy. It's prayer for those who seek to harm you. 
Jesus is saying that the family has been stretched to the widest possible limit. Who is the family of God? Everyone. Everyone. It's as if the listeners, both those in the first century and us, who've been listening to Jesus, it's as if we came to him uh, like, like eager monks wanting to learn the secret to life, right? We want to learn the secret to wholeness, to spiritual uh, maturity. And we've been training under this famous, you know, world-renowned Father Superior for years. Years of teaching, years of training, and it's culminated to this point. And Jesus says to us, this is the last lesson. This will be the end of all your lessons. Master this, embody this, and you will be like your Father in heaven, utterly complete, lacking nothing. That is to say, perfect. And what is this lesson? Pray for your enemies. Love your enemies. As Stanley Hauerwas says, the cross and not the sword determines the meaning of history for the family of God. How do we begin to see that? How do we begin to, to reimagine the world where all our family, all our sister and brother? Prayer. Prayer. I remember last year I was talking with a table and um, they were dealing with a lot of pain in their group, a lot of pain. And they were wondering, how can we begin to see Jesus in this pain? How can we um, take steps? And, and I, I said, one of the best ways <laughs> or the best way is probably what, the way I should have said it is to pray for those who have hurt you. I don't say that cavalierly. I say it fully aware of the depths of the pain that are possible in this world. If you want to have the heart of our Father, that happens when we pray for those who have hurt us. Pray that they would flourish. Pray that they would be blessed by God. Pray that they would receive the love and the joy of Jesus and that they would dance in it. Pray for that. Pray like that and your heart begins to melt. You, you begin to, to know that you don't want anyone to be condemned. You don't want anyone to perish. You just want all to know that all's going to be well at the world. And it's because of Jesus' love, because he loved us, his enemies, when we didn't even realize it. Pray like that. And as the band, The Brilliance, puts it in their hit song, Brother, when I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother. I see my brother. When I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother. I see my brother. When I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother. I see my brother. When I look into
for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.